Well, hi, everybody. Another edition of Tartar Sauce. I'm Steve Tartar, and uh, with me, I'm delighted to have an old friend and uh, a very busy person. You see this desk in front of us, uh, Karen Hudson. Karen, I, I would say you're an activist. How, we, how do you describe yourself? Because you're, you're very busy with a lot of different things. Yes, uh, I, I guess, you know, if, you, if you're trying to make change, I would say I'm an educator or an advocate. And I know in the past, Steve, you've called me a, an environmental advocate. Mm -hmm. uh, the folks that I work with, um, sometimes they're called activists in a negative way, but actually they're right. advocating for their public health and, and the health of their children and their communities. We should probably tell everyone, um, <coughs> Karen's been a long time involved. You and your husband, Rocky, are uh, former farmers or f still farming? Still farming. Still farming. Still farming. Um, and as a result, got involved with I would guess to say, you know, there's different ways of farming. Yes. And for those of us out there that, that are city people don't know that. Um, and you've taken on the factory farm. You've yes. taken on some of the, the problems that come with industrial farming. I'll let you describe um, what's going on. And then we'll talk about what event that's coming up that people might want to attend. Well, our community was immersed into this issue back in the fall of 1996. And uh, I did not know what a factory farm was or a large scale animal feeding operation and uh, CAFO. We, we, CAFO, concentrated animal feeding operation where they house thousands to hundreds of thousands of animals in one place at one time and we thought wow this is something different that's going to come to our community let's find out more about it and we attended a meeting in Peoria County and we were told that um, it would have impacts on the community but we were literally um, unable to address this at the legislature we, we couldn't stop it we couldn't slow it down because uh, basically we had no local control Mm -hmm. And uh, we found out that, you know, when a low-level nuclear waste site wants to locate in your community or a garbage facility, burial, burial garbage, right. you can go to your county board and speak with your county board and have your voice heard and your county board can stand up for you and say, this is not a good idea for our community. Mm -hmm. Well, we found out that that's not the case in Illinois and across the country where there's a lack of local control on these issues. So is that because been, agriculture is so intertwined with the, I guess, the economy of a lot of the states like Illinois? Agriculture is intertwined at the, le at the legislatures, at our state, state legislatures, at our federal legislature, and it's very big money that's involved. In fact, um, the drug companies are involved as well as far as the drugs that they feed the animals. It's a big lobby in Washington, D.C., so mm -hmm. the citizens of each state and here in Illinois are fighting a very big lobby. But we've worked in over 40 to 50 counties in the state of Illinois with Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water um, addressing this issue, giving them guidelines. If they choose to welcome these into their communities, that's their, that's their choice. If they mm -hmm. don't, um, we guide them through ways to talk to their legislators and bring them the peer-reviewed research about the issue. Uh, we should mention uh, what brings you here today. Obviously, we always want to talk to you, but there's a, a film coming up. Um, in well, let you give the details. Right to harm. Right to harm, um, which has been here. Yes, it's it played here. The Midwest premiere was in Peoria at the museum back in March. Uh, what's coming up? We we are going to be featuring Right to Harm uh, at the Kickapoo Creek Winery in Kickapoo, Illinois. We're having our annual Illinois Citizens for Clean Air and Water luncheon mm -hmm. on uh, Saturday, February the eighth, from. 10 to 4.30 p.m. Okay. Uh, we are offering a vegan lunch, vegetarian or sustainably sourced meat lunch. Uh, we have a chance to connect with the groups across the state who are fighting this issue or are concerned about this issue. 
We are also featuring a speaker from Knox College who recently published a book on climate change called The Earth is Not for Sale, Dr. Peter Schwartzman. Uh, Dr. Uh, John Eichard, who is a feature in the movie Right to Harm, will be our keynote speaker. And after the movie, we will convene a panel of uh, affected residents and have a question and answer session. And people who are wondering what's exactly going on here, we're talking about affected residents, people who are in proximity right. to a very large operation and are hit by the scent of the, the, the operation and also just the problems that go with it. Right. Uh, the folks that attend these meetings tell their stories. Uh, I was speaking with a client of mine last night who's actually an organic farmer in Adams County, Illinois, and uh, they have between four, five to 6,000 hogs that just located near their property line on, next to their farm. And on days this past month, they were forced to go inside and not even be on their farm doing their regular chores. Uh, if you leave your, if they leave their, uh, laundry in the dryer overnight and the wind shifts towards their farm, uh, your clothes will need to be rewashed in the morning. Mm. Um, this particular person is also battling cancer mm. and the effects from this facility. So um, I see stories like this that, that really tear at your heart. Um, mm -hmm. And we are working with legislators. Uh, Senator Kaler in Peoria has been very good to us and we've got some things that we're working on in the legislature that we'd really like to get done right now. Now, somebody might say, well, uh, this is a problem and it is a problem for those residents, but we need these large feeding operations to um, make the, the food, uh, the meat that the, the people consume. What, what's your thought there? My thought is that uh, this model is not a legitimate model. Uh, University of Illinois has, has looked at this model in the state and attended a lot of these public hearings across the state of Illinois where folks can actually go to a public hearing, although the board has a non-binding decision at the end. Mm -hmm. And they saw that 79 to 80% of the folks that attended these hearings questions, question the legitimacy of the CAFO model, of the way it's operated, and the laws that are there to protect them, and the agencies that are there to protect them. And at these, at these uh, meetings, 5% of the folks that actually show up at these hearings across the entire state of Illinois are um, industry-sponsored folks that are brought in from outside the community. Um, the public really has an opinion that our food system has to change, and it can change. Mm -hmm. um, Without the price going up through the uh, roof? The price may initially go up, you know, but uh, the, the invisible externalities that we see of thousands of miles of Illinois water that are polluted by this industry. It's the most polluting industry in the state of Illinois as far as that goes. Um, the emissions that are not even regulated anymore, the ammonia emissions have been thrown off the charts by the Trump administration. Mm -hmm. um, so many things have been relaxed that it's time to just take back control. Um, we'd like to see an accounting for all these facilities in the state of Illinois. At this point, um, there's not even accounting for all of these facilities. The state itself doesn't really know no. what the, the situation no. is. No. no. And that's, uh, that, that, that gives one pause yeah. because, uh, you know, you like to think that uh, somebody's minding the store. Somebody needs to mind the store if they're going to be a legitimate business. It's not a lot to ask to have them registered with the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency. 
Uh, the other issue is once a facility goes in, as has locally in Princeville, Illinois, uh, there's already problems with, with the emissions from that operation. They can double their size up to 50% of their fixed capital cost every two years. So once these facilities come into the state, they can expand at will, and that's a problem. Now, I remember I was with the, the paper at the time that um, I think you and others went to the Peoria County Board right. for at least, I guess, what, an informational session? Because, as you said earlier, they really have no binding power. No in binding this. power, and they realized that, and they did pass a resolution um, regarding uh, municipalities. And resolutions mean something. When we go down to the State House and we have a resolution, which we have from Fulton County Board, a uh, resolution for change and to tighten up the law, that means something. When we go down to Springfield and we say our local boards, our township boards, our village boards, our city council, and our county boards say they support a resolution for change, that's something that we hand our legislators down in Springfield and it does make a difference. Even though the Peoria County Board itself can't right. come out there and do, right. has no right. binding power. Um, Karen, you've been uh, on the case here uh, for, for a number of years. Um, you've traveled widely. You've, you've not just in Illinois, but across the, the country. Um, you know, you, you, you just alluded to the Trump administration kind of relaxing things on the environmental level. Um, are you are you disheartened by what's going on? Or, I mean, are you, you've been on this fight for a while. What's what's your I'm thought? I'm disheartened. I'm a little frightened. You know, the book. One of my favorite books that I read in high school was called *The Jungle* by oh, Upton Sinclair. Right. Yeah, the Chicago. And, yeah, yeah. For for those of you who don't know, it's about the Chicago meatpacking industry, mm -hmm. and that person who wrote that book literally changed the entire industry. He went inside. Put and a spotlight. He, on yeah, it. he put a spotlight mm -hmm. on it. And right now, the Trump Trump administration is relaxing the slaughterhouse rules, and they're going to allow slaughterhouse lines to go as fast as possible, and they're letting less inspectors. They are actually. I'm going to allow the industry to put their own inspectors in. So that's a big backward step towards, <laughs> towards the jungle, mm -hmm. towards what Upton Sinclair exposed so many years ago in the city of say, Chicago. That's been over 100 years. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and as a result, the, uh, we, we're also hearing, I mean, at the same time, it seems like more people are aware of nutrition, uh, sustainability has become a, a, a catchphrase or, or a catchword. Um, so you've got support, I mean, nationally yes. from the people, but that doesn't. Sometimes it's not easy to marshal that support. It's it's difficult when uh, the industry is is out there saying that you know we're doing our job and and we're finding in in one recent study in Walmart they just looked at the meat the pork in Walmart and found that 80 percent of that um, had bacterial resistant pathogens or bacteria that can cause disease in humans. Mm. Um, we should not have to wash our hands when we walk into the grocery store. Now they have sanitizing mm -hmm. strips when you walk in. Right. I you sanitize my hands when I walk in and when I walk out. Uh -huh. um, but the antibiotic resistance issue is now coming front and center uh, because 70 to 80 percent of the antibiotics in the United States are used in animal ag in the absence of disease. Now the poultry industry has gone down. Uh, they've really done a great job eliminating antibiotic use in poultry, but in the last two years we've seen um, the antibiotic use in, in, uh, in swine go up 17 percent and about 8 to 9 percent in beef. So we're going backwards with poultry, with uh, swine and beef, but we've done a good job with poultry. We need to keep moving forward. And the, the antibiotic issue is one that you'll be addressing 
at this February 8th meeting because yes. your speaker, yes. that's his subject, right? Uh, well, we'll talk about antibiotic resistance and basically climate change in general. Um, it's a big issue. What's the answer to climate change? Mm. Uh, I'm, an, I'm not a scientist, I'm a citizen advocate. And mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, eating less, less meat is a good thing for your health, for the climate. I'm still a meat eater. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a half a hog in my freezer right now that was pastured in Fulton County. Oh, good. So um, just for the, for the listeners, I'd like you to know that. <laughs> um, I'm a Chicago person who still cooks meat in their Italian spaghetti sauce. So yes, that's do, me. <laughs> do, you, do you feel, because I, I've heard you before, you, you make that point, you know, hey, I, that you almost have to say, uh, you know, it's almost, it reminds me of the years ago when people uh, talked about environmentalists as tree huggers. Because it's almost like you, you have to explain to the people, well, I'm just like you. You know, I, I used to, I'm just more concerned about blah, 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 whatever it is. Do you find that's the, the case? I mean, you have to kind of make a case yourself sometimes? Well, I have to make the case that um, I am a tree hugger. <laughs> but, you're not, you're not uh, ashamed of that at no, all. No, and I'm the middle of the road. I'm, I'm there for humane issues in animal ag. Mm -hmm. um, as, as factory farms have more animals in them, the more disease, the more stress. Their immune system really is stressed out, and mm -hmm. that leads to more antibiotic resistance. And as a, I've, I've, had a, I've had an antibiotic resistant infection myself, and how many people die from these infections, not only from overuse of antibiotics in hospitals, but also um, in our food supply. Right. So. And, that has, and that's obviously being addressed here. Um, what else is in this movie? Now, you mentioned... Um, John Eichard, who, who is uh, uh, renowned, uh, you know, used to be in the University of Missouri and uh, now is in, living in uh, Iowa. Um, what, what is he going to be talking about? Or what's John's, uh, he's part of this uh, right. film. John just sent me a message last night that um, I didn't read through the entire message, but he has a different message for Illinois every time he's here. He basically formulates his, his, his message for the state, and I believe it's going to be a whole health issue in that um, in changing the law, it, it will affect our health as well. So uh, it, it remains to be seen what John will be focused on, but he's been my mentor for 20, 22 years, and um, I'm so glad he's going to be here because when he is in the first part of the movie, it really moves you. He's you know walking down a road in Iowa, talking about the way livestock production used to be and what he used to stand for. He used to work on the industry side of this issue. Right. And he saw uh, the changes that needed to be made through the years. And now he's an advocate for, for this issue, for the other side of the issue. And, and I guess that gives one credibility when you've been on both sides or, or you've seen it from a transition. Um, what's your thought on the, the idea of agriculture changing? Because somebody might say, well, you know, things change. You know, you know we, we have uh, technology is changing everything as we as we move rapidly into the 21st century is that uh, is that something that's that's fair to say yes well by speeding up the lines at the slaughter plants we're going backwards <laughs> but when we look at denmark they're the fourth largest uh, hog producer globally really and um they're it's a tiny little country yes and we're using seven times the amount of antibiotics um, in swine production as the, they are, the, the United States is. Mm. And they're doing it, and they're, it's, it's showing. And there is a difference in uh, them using less antibiotics, and that's what we need to do. We need to look at other countries that are doing it. So. Is, 
if somebody would say, you know, listening to this or watching this, um, is this part of the organic movement? You know, because, you know, we, we also hear a lot about, uh, and certainly in Illinois, where corn and soybeans are, are basic crops, have been for many years, uh, the idea of, of using less chemicals, the pollution side of that, the cost side of that, uh, what what's is it are the two going hand in hand or is that just they're all separate you know i think they're all separate but for example at crystal claire's farm in adams county they grow organic uh they have a large crop of of organic corn and soybeans and the facility that's that will be spreading waste above gradient of their lake where they also have a huge organic composting operation that's going to be a problem for their organic farm we have or an organic, an organic farm sited next to a large-scale hog operation creating the amount of waste of a city. And this remains to be seen what's going to be happening this year. Um, as far as the entire movement, I think the biggest thing that we're seeing is uh, the issue of antibiotic resistance. When we see the, the assortment of viruses that jump between animals and people, um, we're, the time is coming where there's going to be a c catastrophe as far as a pandemic. And, and it does jump from swine to humans, humans to swine, poultry to swine, poultry to humans. So Have you, have you tried the Impossible Burger yet? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it once. And I, I, I really could not tell the difference. Um, I don't eat that much meat, but uh, it was tasty to me. But I don't think that's the total answer to what mm -hmm. the issue is. It's, right. it's, a, it's a step in the right direction to, you know, show people that changes need to be made. That's how I feel about that. And that you that. can have alternatives. Yes. Because uh, I know we all like our burgers and, yes. and all that. Because it's not like we're trying to change, uh, turn everyone into vegetarians. No. I no. mean, that's not your goal. Because, no, that's not my goal. I mean, I, I think some people look at it that way that, yeah. uh, hey, I, I still want to go to the store and get what I, you know, barbecue or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, and buying locally is something that we, we try to tell folks that you can do that locally. If you go to the Crate Free site, it's called Crate Free Illinois. Mm. You can grab onto their app and wherever you are, uh, it'll either you can make it by a sound or it'll just show up on your screen. Um, a farmer or source where you can buy sustainably produced oh, pasture based. In your area. At wherever you are driving through the state. When that app is on and I'm driving from um, Southern Illinois to Chicago that may come on 50 times sh um, telling really? me how many miles away a good source is for my meat. Oh. And it's, a, it's, you know, we're so busy in our jobs these days. Who has the time to go do that? Everybody's going to say, so well, Crate Free, Crate Free, dot Crate Free, uh, Crate Free Illinois. Crate Free, Crate Illinois. Free Illinois. Okay. And Just Chipkin is the, uh, the creator of that app. It's phenomenal because you, it's, an, it's, an, it's something that's assisting folks who want right. to, to buy sustainably sourced meat. Because I, I think some people say, well, I would if I knew where to get it, or, right. you know, it's right. the convenience factor. You know. Let's uh, repeat the, we're almost uh, running out of time here, uh, the, the program that's coming up and, and give us the details. And it's, we should say it's free, right? Yes, it's free. Uh, we always have a delicious luncheon for everyone, and it's good fellowship. Uh, when everyone convenes from across the state, and it's at Kickapoo Creek Winery, mm -hmm. and it is at uh, 6605 Smith Road in Kickapoo, Illinois, from 10 to 4:30, and you can call Karen Hudson at 309-208-8846, <laughs> or email me at karenh at sraproject.org. And right now, I am uh, working with the caterers to 
either have 30 vegan meals or 50 vegan meals or how many meat meals. They so need to have those numbers. So, numbers. yeah, I'd like to have some good food and for everyone. And that's Saturday, too. February 8th. Yes. So it'd be a good program. And again, that movie, uh, Right to Harm, was shown here in Peoria at the uh, Riverfront Museum uh, back in March yes. and had its Midwest premiere here. And now it's come back. If you missed it, then you can you have another shot. Yeah. Karen, look at all these papers we've got here. We, you got more work to do. We're going to have to let you go and do it. <laughs> thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right to Harm is about people, uh, okay. not the animal issue as much as the, the, how the people are suffering. Oh, that's so. a good point. Very good. Thank you. Thanks to Karen. And we'll see you next time on Tartar Sauce. PeoriaLife.com.